Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host here for this fine Tuesday evening in what is actually September. It's kind of a, kind of crazy that we've made it this far already into 2014. So this will be episode 141 for those of you who are keeping track, or possibly if this is your first time catching any of Seat Time, you're at episode 141. There are 140 episodes before this one for you to go and check out, and we would love it if you would do that. So Seat Time, you can find us seattime.co is the website where we do archive all the shows if that's what you're looking for love you to check those out of course we are on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram all of those are fairly easy to find you go to said social network type in the words seat space time and voila it should come up again um if you're if you're catching us live you're probably either watching us on the site or on youtube so you found us that way if you're catching this after the fact you can go to youtube subscribe to us there that is where the live events happen as they are right now um or if you're audio only and like enjoy podcast you can catch seat time as a podcast which is audio only uh, through stitcher or itunes um of course it is out there as an rss feed if you'd like to just add it into any of your you know, podcast-friendly apps or apps of greatness that you choose to listen to all of your uh, audio on, I think is the way to say it. So it's going to be a fun evening tonight. We've got Thad Duvall on. Um, I- I'm looking forward to chatting with him. One, he hasn't been on the show in a long time. Two, we just came back from a huge summer break um, with Unadilla, and he was second overall there, second in the XE1 class as well. Um, and he was he made a big switch from his 250 to his 450, and it sounds like he did a lot of testing this summer on that bike, either A, getting ready for the ISDE, or B, maybe just because he said, hey, let's see how this, uh, let's see if we could change up this 450 a little bit and make it a tad bit different and or better. I'm no scientist nor a mathematician, and God knows I can't ride a dirt bike very well, so that's why we Skype in great riders like we have our guest this evening, Mr. Thad Duval, because... We're going to get the real shit from him. So, Mr. Thad Duvall, I have to just start off by asking, how is your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's going good. Um, it's already dark on the East Coast. Uh, I'm starting to, starting to turn into fall and starting to get a little chilly in the evening, so it's about prime uh, riding weather, I guess. So, uh, other than that, it's been a good evening. Heck, yeah. It's interesting. I, I have just started to realize that September... That means, like, holy crap, even though it's kind of hot in Texas, it's not the heat that it's been. So it's going to start, I mean, we're going to start to see a little bit nicer temperatures. Like you said, great riding weather is going to be coming up. It's crazy to think that we're already in September and starting to think towards fall, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's been a been a pretty quick year for me. Um, I just kind of want to get this year over. It's not been the best of years. Um, had some problems in the earlier rounds, but uh, hopefully we got everything Figured out for the last four rounds and uh, got one round down with a good finish. So three more to go and then uh, off to six days. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like you've got it planned out. Well, let's step back just a little bit, though, and talk about your summer break. Um, as we mentioned, uh, between West Virginia and Unadilla, there was a, a good couple months there for GNCC to take a break, maybe from the heat, maybe because MX Sports is focusing on motocross as it goes outdoors. There's all kinds of things that could be happening, but I'm sure, one, you guys look forward to the break. And two, you guys get a lot of stuff done. So what was your summer break like for you? Um, for me, uh, you know, coming off a of snowshoe was a pretty big disappointment for me. Um, 
I had a really good ride going there. And, um, you know, that's kind of where my local home race I grew up. And I think a lot of people expect me to do good there. And um, I, I was doing great and then just uh, ran into a problem with the bike and um, just kind of went down from hill from there. So coming off that race, I was pretty disappointed. And, you know, I, I told myself I, I was going to take a couple of weeks off and have fun with friends and, and do what I wanted and didn't really worry about racing. I never... I don't even think I raced for probably two or three weeks. I didn't even touch a bike and just uh, kind of wanted to get my head straight and what what uh, what I really wanted to do. And you know, it was good because when I stepped back on the bike, I felt I felt fresh and ready to go. And you know, it was a busy summer for me. Um, you know, I have uh, I have one kid here living with me. He races uh, four stroke A lights, Brady Myers. Um, you know, I've been uh, riding with him all summer, and it, it's been cool because he's a uh, He's as motivated as me to, to do well, and it, it's cool to wake up and have somebody to ride with and go out and have fun on jet skis and, and always have a competition with each other. And, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because and then um, I'm actually – he's battling for the championship with another kid that I'm pretty good friends with. So it's like them two are always arguing about who's better, and um, the one gets pretty mad because the, the one's here living and training and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I have two other boys that's been staying with me from uh, – brother has been riding with them a bunch and it's cool to have somebody to always ride with and, and want to be better and better themselves and it's great you know uh i've been working really hard this summer and it, it's fun and it's awesome to actually see the hard work pay off at unadilla you know I, I felt good coming off that race and <clears throat> i felt like i could have won another couple laps pretty hard and um i wish there was <laughs> i wish there was one more lap i you know i'm not saying i could have ran caleb down he was riding good that whole race. I'm sure he led up on the last lap and stuff, but uh, you know, I had a lot more left in the tank, and it, it felt good. So coming off that race, uh, I want to go into Somerset and, and be top five, top three. You know, I need to be more consistent the last couple of races and stuff. So um, with that saying, you know, it was busy. Um, yeah. I did a lot of training. And then, you know, six days. It, six days it is always busy. Um Huge thanks to Morgantown Power Sports this year. Our factory haunted deal through them guys, and they've been busting their butts all summer with me trying to get stuff ready for six days. You know, they uh, they gave up a 450 for me to take overseas, uh, so big thanks to them guys, and we've been getting that bike ready, and it's uh, been good. You know, it's been a busy summer and, and having a lot of fun still riding and racing and Doing what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, uh, so talk a little bit more about the guys you said you have living with you. How is? Do you kind of have your own little mini bunkhouse, kind of like uh, you know, uh, Randy does over there in South Carolina? Um, no, I wish I did. Uh, you know, with me racing and stuff, it, it would be kind of pointless to have my own house and stuff. I I still live at home with mom and dad, and you know, it, um. It's fun for me and him because uh, I live in my bedroom that I pretty much have lived in the last couple of years when I was growing up in school and stuff. And then uh, he's the bedroom right beside me. And, you know, it's cool for my parents to take him in. And, and I mean, half the time it's just like they have an, another son. So it, it's cool that uh, they give an opportunity for me to let people come over and stay. And it gets uh, pretty packed in the summers, that's for sure. Like uh, there was five of us here at one time and we have uh, – three bedrooms <laughs> so you know some of us were sleeping in the garage which is like a kind of a man cave and some of us were sleeping in here and stuff um but now just a regular old house and just uh having fun man not not enough bunk beds or maybe too many snuggling nights 
I don't know. <laughs> hey, there has been some uh, snuggle nights for sure between all of us. <laughs> well, that's always fun to know. That's okay. So, what about Lane that, Michaels? That I know you were. Right. Yeah, don't take that the wrong way. Yeah, no homo, no homo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Lane. Uh, <laughs> with Lane, uh, you know, he's uh, on an injury right now, and he's pretty pretty busy um, with his summer and taking care of some of his stuff. So. Uh, I haven't really read that much with Lane. Just uh, mostly the kids have just been coming and staying here. Like I said, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't been able to really uh, go anywhere and stay for a couple of days at a time and stuff. So uh, it's been cool. And, you know, it's awesome. A local moto track actually just had opened up at the beginning of the summer and um, became pretty pretty good friends with the guys over at uh, it's called the Club Willow Creek. Um, you know, that the James guy that owns the facility, he takes really good care of it and uh, got in pretty good tight with the guy. And pretty much uh, whenever I want to come ride, he uh, lets us come uh, straight up the place. He waters it and discs it and uh, takes good care of it and preps it for us. And, you know, he's up at 7 o'clock in the morning the day we want to come in. And so it's uh, it's cool to have that local uh, support of him letting us to come and train there and stuff. So uh, it's cool. You know, it's um I love where I'm at right now, and I, I wouldn't change anything. Nice. Well, uh, it, tell me a little bit about what you guys did this summer with the 450, because uh, reading around and listening to some of the post-interview type stuff after Unadilla, there was a lot of discussions that you had talking about how you really wanted to kind of get in on, and, and develop your 450 a little bit more and get a little bit more comfortable on it. And obviously that seemed to be the case you know, at Unadilla during that race. So what were some of the things that you guys did that made you more comfortable on this on your 450? I can't tell you all the secrets. Oh, you could, you know, tie into no, some of but, them uh, and and call them fun mathematical no, or scientific things. No, it's it's good. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, well, you know, actually starting last year, I uh, started riding the 250 like halfway through the year and had some good uh, breakout rides with it. And uh, coming into this year, I thought maybe I could do a little bit better on the 250, and I had a couple really good rides on it. And then, um, you know, I got elected to go to six days and I just, I didn't feel very comfortable on the 250 at six days last year. Um, I didn't feel like I could show my real speed on the 250 cause it's more, uh, moto and really fast, wide open stuff. So I felt like I was a little held back on the 250 and when Ani approached me this year and asked if I wanted to be on the trophy team and stuff, I said, uh, yeah, but uh, I said one, like I'd rather, I really wanted to ride a 450 and, uh, you know, he said, oh, that's fine. So, uh. I got to ride the 450 at six days, so I <clears throat> come in the summer break. I, I kind of told myself, man, I kind of really want to ride the 450 after the break. So I said, let's uh, let's sit down and, and do some stuff with it. And uh, you know, PR2 uh, suspension out of PA, um, they've been working with me this year, and uh, they had a link and some suspension for me, and um, maybe have went from Air Forks to Spring Forks. Um, Kind of got might have pulled a tray canard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, don't get me wrong, the air forks are great. I I love the air forks, but it just I don't feel comfortable on them for three hours. So we made the switch from air to um, um, some spring forks and stuff. So got got away from the air forks, and then uh, you know they have a, a link system for the four fifties that uh, really helps it out. So then uh, just went to the drawing board from there, uh, changed some stuff up. Uh, me and Dad uh, worked really hard to get the bike ready, and we got it ready for our local race. And I went out, and, and I had a blast on it. I loved riding it. It's the best I've rode all year. 
um, at any race. And uh, I got done with the race. And I think the first words after the race was like, I, I want to race this bike after break. Right. And uh, yeah, you should have seen his face. He was like, oh, man, what what are you doing to me? <laughs> but uh, it was good. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, okay, you sure you want to do this and stuff? So uh, we did it. And then uh, we came back to the drawing board here at the house and uh, changed a few things. Um, like I said, the biggest, the biggest thing is probably the air forks to the spring forks and then the PR2 linkage and stuff. And, uh, just went from there and then got the bike built and bike looks sick. So, uh, <laughs> you look good. You feel good, right? That's a good start. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And I, uh, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I went to shake down the, the six days 450 and, uh, you know, it reminded me that I really wanted to ride the 450, and so we got the GNCC bike ready and built, and I went and shook it down, and uh, I fell in love. I just, I felt so comfortable on the bike, and um, just really nothing really major, just, uh, I don't know, you feel good, you feel comfortable, you're going to go good, so it's, uh, it was good, you know, it was a lot of work for me and him to switch everything out, because, you know, mostly we had all 250 stuff, because I thought that was the majority of what I was going to ride, right. but, uh, you know, the sponsors... Sponsor stepped up and then sent the stuff that I needed, and uh, it was good, you know. And look where it got me at Unadilla. I can't complain. And right, for sure. Um, I just wish I wouldn't, wouldn't have had the problems I had off the beginning of the start. But uh, I mean, it's racing, and you know, I was able to come back and get second overall, anyways. Yeah, and that's, that's a good way to transition into this because we've said already, oh, you've done really good. You did really good at Unadilla uh, coming back from the spring break, but we didn't really talk about how. It looked like it was going to be a horrible race um, because is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this would have been you and Josh Strang either got together or it just kind of that's where you had a, a crash was in the in the opening lap with him somewhere. Yeah, you know, um, we're two pro racers. We're going for the yeah. same line. Uh, neither of us are going to back off, and it's nobody's fault. You know, I was on the outside, if anything. So, I mean, I'm the one that should have backed off and. You know, we kind of hit. I think it ended up bending his brake pedal a little bit and then uh, ended up bending my shifter. And then uh, I think I was stuck in third gear for like six miles, I think. And it's funny because I came through the barrels and uh, my dad was standing after the barrels. And uh, I gave him like the motion like, well, I was like, I think I was 12th, maybe. I don't know. I was way back. And his hands up and was like, oh, man, what now? Like, what did you tear up? So I came in and I hurry up and told him the shifter was bent. So luckily, two miles after that was we went through the pits. So he was ready, ready to bend it back out and everything. So, um, you know, I probably only lost probably 15, 10, 15 seconds bending it back out. Um, but luckily they were, uh, they were ready and stuff. And, um, after that, I just told myself, uh, let's see how far I can get up and have fun doing it. Um, and I never would have dreamed I got up second overall. I just right. kind of, <laughs> I was just riding my own race. I mean, and, uh, the 450 was working awesome and I was just, it was good. I just, everything clicked that day and never really had a major, major big mistake all day. And, you know, the lappers were, uh, lappers were crazy. And luckily enough, they were all pretty good about getting out of the way and stuff. And, before I know it, I was picking guys off left and right, and, and then uh, I could see, <clears throat> came out on the moto track, and I could see the the lead pack. I think it was like Strang's, uh, Strang, DeLong, Bach, and stuff, and I came through the barrels, and I was fifth, and I could see them guys. I'm like, okay, so there's fourth, second, 
third, everybody, and then, uh, you know, by that time, Caleb was already pretty much gone, so just put my head down and charged, and uh, luckily I got into second and uh, was riding my own race and was able to break away from them guys, and then uh, I thought I had second pretty much on lock, um, kind of started checking away, and then uh, the last two laps, <clears throat> Strang put in a little charge, so I had to pick it back up and uh, was able to keep a, a good gap between me and him the whole uh, last two laps, and Man, I couldn't have been more thrilled with second overall after the year I've been having and yeah. all the bad luck and stuff. So it's good. Just uh, I need to carry it over in Somerset and walk out of there with uh, top five, top three, hopefully a win. You know, at this point in the year, you know, I want to win really bad, but I'm not going to go out and try to kill myself just, just for that win. If I'm second or third, uh, that's that's fine and stuff. So it just it's hard over my head to try to try to get the lead and stuff so um other than that it, it was a good race you know I, I had a decent start like i said the 450 worked amazing and i'm glad i picked it to ride there because it was really slick and i don't think i went to 250 it wouldn't have been as good because it would have been higher rpms um it would have been spinning a lot more and with the 450 yeah i call it a big fat bit big fat betty i mean you could be lazy <laughs> on the thing and i was i was running like third and fourth gear all day and it was nice to be able to shift up and lug the thing and get traction all day right yeah man no it sounds like you rode well uh i wish that we could even begin to tell you what that was all about um but i can't because i don't know but youtube decided to shit the bed on us it looks like maybe it was on our end but whatever luckily enough steven pushed enough buttons and we figured it out now thad you were in the middle of telling us about all the greatness that had happened and i was like thinking the whole time i want to ask this question how in the hell do you quickly tell your father that your shifter's bent and you're stuck in third gear so that he knows that when you come around to the pit that he's like ready to essentially bend your shifter, not waste time trying to figure out what's wrong? Well, I think luckily for me, um, he grew up racing, so um, <clears throat> he kind of has like the racer sense of what's going on, and I think I was able to get out my shifter's bent, and by that time I think it's registered in his mind of like, okay, his shifter's bent. I know what to do. I know what I need to do. I need to have a be done with it. Right. So luckily, you know, he uh, he knows his stuff pretty well, and that's good for me. Um, you know, he raced professional quads for 12 years and stuff, so uh, I, I think he's got the, the mind of a racer. So I, I think that we kind of think alike a, a lot and read each other's fights sometimes. Right. So uh but, uh, you know, luckily enough, I was able to slow down enough to tell him my shifter was bent, and uh, he was ready with uh, with the tools to fix it. There it is, and that that's what having the right people behind you uh, can do because they're ready. They know how to read you, and they know how to react quickly to a lot of stuff that's going on. So once you got going again, uh, kind of, did you even have the thought that it's like, I need to put the hammer down and ride this thing, or did you just say, I just need to ride my ass off and see what happens? Uh, I just need to wrap my ass off and see what happens. Um, you know, when I took off, all I could hear was my mom screaming, uh, to get going. And, uh, you know, she is a firecracker and she, uh, you know, when she's, when she's screaming, you know, that's serious. So, uh, you know, I took off and it was, uh, for me, it was kind of like a challenge to see how far I could get up. And, you know, before I knew it, I was, uh, picking guys off left and right and was able to, uh, get up close to them guys and see the the lead group um you know i, I knew i i knew i had been kind of close i came through the barrels i think i was like fifth and uh i was like 23 seconds back and 
luckily we run the moto track at Unadilly and we run a, a good bit of it so I can see kind of like what's going on and how far them guys are ahead of me and who's in front of me so I know who I need to need to catch and you know it, believe it or not it was easy to catch them guys I don't know if it was just everything was clicking for me or it was the lack for slowing them guys down but you know I was able to reel them guys in pretty quick and you know but from there you know we all we all battled pretty hard and just uh made my way through them guys um pretty quick actually and got up got into third um then you know i was like uh, a couple seconds down from bach and was able to catch bach uh pretty quick but then it, you know once i got around bach he just kind of tagged along with me through the lappers and stuff and, and uh kind of rode right on my wheel and you know it's easy easier to follow somebody than it is than it is to lead and you know, I think uh, he picked up on some of my lines and was able to stay pretty pretty close to me. And you know, uh, it's kind of cool to get a compliment after after a race from a from a guy who uh, been chewing on you all day, so saying how good you're riding and how good of lines you had and stuff. And you know, uh, then I think he kind of ran into a la- uh, lapper and had a little problem. And I was able to uh, gap them guys a little bit, and then it just stayed uh, stayed that way the rest of the race. And you know, the last two laps, Trang put on a pretty hard charge and uh close the gap in uh, just a little bit but uh, you know i was able to uh maintain my maintain my good speed and pull back out and i think i ended up being like uh, 30 seconds down from kr and then like uh, about 30 seconds ahead of strength so uh it was good uh tickled to death was second place there you know i won there in 2008 or 2008 geez uh 2012 right. um, i won there my first xc one career win and you know i mean that place uh we clicked pretty good. So, uh, you know, I'm happy with second. Wish I could have got the win, but, uh, you know, it's good to get Han up on the box and I uh, hope they can put him on the box the last few races. Yeah. Um, so coming up next is going to be the Carmate GNCC. It used to be the Carmate Gusher, or at least it was at least once. And though that was a very strange name, I really enjoyed that name a lot more. Um, now, I, I, now I don't know what to call it. It's like just the Carmate GNCC. Like, I mean, is that, is that what it is? Um, I'm not sure. I know it's a Somerset PA. Um, yeah, I mean it's we know. Yeah, we know that, and that's rocky, right? I mean, I just think yeah. PA and think rocks. So yeah, it's a it's a big o OHV places, which is like a big uh, ride place. You can go there and ride utilities and do uh, some jeeping and stuff. So uh, you know, I, I'm excited to go there. You know, uh, I think I can ride the rocks pretty well and stuff. And uh, you know, I think we got the 450 dialed in where it's going to be good good no matter where and you know i'm excited to get there and ride there you know i've had some pretty good rides there in the past so uh get there and do work i guess with the guys you know kr uh he's excited for a, a rock race and stuff um he rides really good in the technical stuff it seems like these days and i want to be up there giving him a run for his money you know he he's pretty much got the the championship on lockdown and stuff and uh actually kind of excited to see what he can do on the 150 if he does lock it up early but uh Definitely want to be there in the next couple rounds, giving him a run for his money. Yes, I really want to see what's going to happen there. If he actually wins early and gets on that 150, um, I did buy $100 worth of raffle tickets. I think that was five raffle tickets. Man, I would totally look way faster if I was riding that bike. <laughs> I know for yeah. sure. Um, you know, with with him, he's he's more of a smaller smaller dude. Um, you know, he's he's really muscular and smaller so i think he'll be able to ride the 150 pretty good i mean i don't think he's gonna lose a bunch of speed being uh being as little as he is yeah no i would agree 
Um, and then, of course, uh, with Caleb Russell, I don't know if you noticed we were talking about summer break type stuff. Did you notice that uh, Caleb Russell did like the TKO Atlanta Enduro Cross, the Little Brown Jug National Enduro? You know, we were hoping to see you at some of those events, but it sounds like you were testing other, you know, testing other, testing your bike, racing some other local events. You know, what do you think of his performance at those events? Um, you know, that's like a whole other element for us. You know, uh, you know, Caleb, he's. He's grew up riding GNCCs and stuff, and they're pretty fast. And it's cool for him to uh, get out and experience all that stuff. But with me, you know, it, it's tough for me. I don't really have the budget to go do extra stuff. Kind of the budgets for GNCC and for me, I do like that with the TKO and Atlanta Enduro Cross. When I don't really have the budget to, and it's nice. Um, you know, I have a really good local series here around my house that pays pretty good. So. I can make as much money if I just go do them as I would if I drove clear to Atlanta Super or Atlanta Endurocross and got tenth and made made some money and stuff. So, you know, it, it's good for you know Caleb to get out and do that stuff, but it sucks for me because I don't have the budget to go do all that stuff. But I mean, what what can he do? And you know, I make the best of what I got, and uh, I think it proved at Unadilla. Yeah, and I guess it would be tough too because when you don't have the budget, that's really. You know, it's like you got the bike. You could probably go out and make a couple suspension changes and do some testing, but you're, one, probably not going to be in the best of luck um, to do well. And, two, you know, if you were to break something, then you're kind of SOL because I think that's where budget would really come into play because, you know, if you did break something major, then you'd have to replace it, and if there's no budget for that, that's kind of where you'd screw yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, we're kind of just a small team trying to – beat the guys who have the best of everything and it, it's tough but uh we've we've done it a couple times this year and it's cool for uh us uh like lower guys in the in the totem pole and the pro class to stand up to these guys and it, it's fun i mean don't get me wrong you know i got a i got an awesome ride and a good people behind me with honda and morgantown power sports and the, the whole team but uh, it's just tough to get out and do some of them things sometimes especially you know with six days six days uh it adds up pretty quick on money wise, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know it's well well worth it in the end going over there and representing uh, America. So it's uh, America. It's cool. And six days is uh, actually going to be pretty much more expensive than it has been the past couple of years because of I think it's because of some kind of uh, taxes for Argentina, right? They've got some kind of weird um, shipping taxes. That- it's about um, double or triple what it's usually been, and uh, you definitely have seen it this year for sure. It's uh, it's been a struggle. I mean, I know I know I've been struggling to get enough to to go, but uh, you know it's hard work. But uh, you know I'm willing to put in the hard work with my mom, and you know she uh, it's pretty stressful for her sometimes paying the bills, to, uh, all the bills that go over there stuff but uh, it's been good you know it's cool that i got the local support that i got um you know i've had a lot of family members step up and you know i've done a done a benefit dinner and a little uh benefit redneck catfish tournament so uh it's been cool to have the local support come out and help me uh go do my dreams nice man well that's really cool it sounds like we're having more issues it's still kind of going but it's not it's not really great right now I, we're gonna keep going <laughs> Steve is going to see if he can figure out what it is and kind of kind of fix it on the fly, um, and we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, uh, this is unfortunate that we're having shitty sh- shitty service when typically things have been going really good for a while. But I guess with seat time, you never know; shit can just go off the rails at any point in time. Um, <laughs> so, have you already shipped your ISD e bike? Are you kind of still working on that? What's going on there? 
Um, actually just finished up the bike today, actually, believe it or not. Um, you know, uh, we got the final touches done today, so now it's, uh, we got the bike together, <laughs> now we got to tear it back down apart to, uh, be created. Um, it actually gets shipped out, well, actually, I take it up to, to the container this, uh, this Friday, so be done with that, be, uh, be a heck of a lot stress relief for sure. Um, uh, won't be so stressful, then I'll be able to concentrate a little bit more on GNCCs once I get that bike out of here and stuff, but, uh. Man, it's been awesome. You know, some of the some of the sponsors have really stepped up uh, this year with six days and helped me get that bike ready. And man, it it looks so good. Um, <laughs> it, it's awesome. It's definitely definitely some eye candy on that bike, and I'm excited to get over there and race and uh, give it all I got. Well, what have you heard about Argentina? I don't know if you've had much chance to talk with like Taylor Roberts and, and or Taylor Robert and some of those guys that are going to be going over there with you on their thoughts of what Argentina is going to be like. Yeah, they say it's a lot like um, actually out in Arizona, Taylor's house. That's what they say. It's uh, pretty similar to like Arizona terrain, um, kind of rocky, real uh, open area. So uh, I guess I'll try to see. They say it's a lot like Italy last year. So uh, if it is, uh, I'm really excited. You know, it's uh, it's fun to get into the rocks and stuff, a little technical, um, funner stuff. So, uh, you know, if it's like what everybody says it's going to be like, it should be enjoyable. You know, it's, it's fun. You know, I think the team we got this year is – really stacked and i think it's uh hopefully the best chance we've had in a long time you know and uh, i think every one of us is going to be doing it for kurt so it's cool to go over there and give it our all for him nice man yeah I, i'm really excited um i was really hoping to be able to make it down to argentina this year but unfortunately that's not going to be the case uh i'm going to be doing the baja rally which starts um in two weeks um, down in Baja, and they just released the map, and it looks like I'm going to be riding over a thousand miles in four days. Um, <laughs> my ass or my thighs or something is going to be so damn sore. Oh god! Uh, yeah, you're going to need that. You're going to need some monkey butt powder, <laughs> dude. It's like I don't know if they make like like a like a chamois butter that's good enough for this because it is going to be insane, man. Yeah. You know, you know. I heard. You know what the secret is to uh, not having a chapped butt? Don't sit down. Nair. Nair. Yeah, that's what I've heard. You nair it before you go. That is like something I don't want to test. Like <laughs> right now, I I didn't either. I didn't do it, but uh, everybody was like, "Oh, do you need to nair, nair, nair it?" And I'm like, "I ain't doing that." But uh, Ooh, I mean, I. That would, that just, you're it, like, so man, I, that's a chemical, dude. It's burning the hair off of your bum. You're like, you really want to put that all up in there? I don't know. I just, that's what I've been told to do it before I go. So I was just letting you know. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to do it before I go because I don't want to do it and like burn my butthole and like then not be able to sit down at all. <laughs> oh, man. That, that needed to be Maybe. tested like a month ago. You know what I'm saying? Not like two weeks before. <laughs> Well, I like that. I mean, these are some of the secrets that you get on seat time, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Um, what do you even think about Grant Baylor? That dude has had a pretty successful year, got a national enduro win under his belt, almost really gotten on the, uh, gotten an overall win, you know, from the XC2 line. At the national enduro, he's yeah. been riding a 450, and he says it's because he's practicing and getting ready for XC1 next year at the GNCCs. I mean, that dude's kicking ass. Yeah, I mean he's been riding good. He's uh he's been impressing me and you know, even at Unadilla he was I mean, he was beating me in strength for most of the day. And then I think uh 
we were able to pull away a little bit at the end. But I think I think Strang ended up only beating about like three seconds for third overall. That's just crazy. Um, the kids definitely got some good talent. Um, you know, both him and his brother do, and you know, I think Grant's picking up on it pretty good. <clears throat> and he's been ripping on the 450 of the Enduros, which is pretty impressive riding such a big bike in such tight 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 stuff so uh you know i think uh, i think he's got a good chance of uh really stepping out and uh being a good rider the next couple of years and you know i think uh, i think he's he might have what it takes to uh, be one of the top contenders in the xc1 class yeah it's gonna be i mean uh who's the last person i mean i how tough is it making that switch? You know, there's so many people. Caleb Russell was one of them. Uh, you were probably one of them for a little while there. Like, it's like, oh, it's a great XC2 riders that have done a lot of winning in the XC2 class, a lot of XC2 championships, and expected to do so well in the XC1 class. How hard is it to just to try to come out and win that your rookie year? Uh, people don't understand how hard it is. It's like a whole new level. Like with me, you know, I struggled for a couple years, and then, you know, then, then came Caleb. And, you know, he struggled for the first year and a half before he actually uh, did pretty well. <clears throat> before he had, uh, I think he, before he won, it was like a year and a half. And and then you uh, then you got Stu. I mean, Stu's struggle. I mean, he's still kind of struggling, but he's starting to put it together. And you know, I don't think people realize how big of a step it really is from the XC2 to XC1. Um, XC2, it just, it's just weird. It's like a whole other world. You know, them guys are... When you're in XC2, you got the XC1 guys in front of you, and you always have a challenge of of catching them guys and picking them guys off. And then the XC2 or XC1 guys, you're like you're the big dog, and you know you're the first ones on the track, and you're kind of beating in the track a little bit. So, uh, you know, I don't think people really realize how big of a step it really is. But you know, maybe one day somebody will step up and, and be that be that guy who can come out and win races the first couple races out of the XC2 fresh. That dominant force, if you will. Yeah. Um, so we haven't had too many XC1 two-time champions, um, especially, um, I'd say, Americans. Um, we've had David, uh, Yuha Solomon, and then David Knight did it. Um, you know, it looks like Caleb Russell is going to do it two, you know, two times in a row. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Is there another American that you could think of that's done that within the GNCCs? I really don't think so. Yeah, I mean that's damn impressive. And now he's his his overall wins. He's now I think almost he's about to break into the top five. Um, yeah, isn't all, his, all time? Yeah, is dad isn't his dad in the top five too? Uh, I know Scott Plessinger, Aaron Plessinger's dad is. But I'm not Maybe sure. Jeff, if, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure if uh, if Jeff Russell is. But uh, so somebody in the chat room keeps talking about funnels and girls. Does that mean anything to you? Is this like, or is this like somebody just messing with me? Funnels and girls. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh. I mean, maybe the girls part, but not the funnels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had to ask because it kept coming up, and I'm like, I don't. Maybe this is like somebody that knows that it's an inside joke or something. But so maybe not. Whatever. It's we'll see. I don't we'll know. See. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. I'm sure it's probably something. Yeah, so let's move west a little bit and talk about what's been going on over there. You're going to be going to Argentina, so apparently it's going to be like the West Coast, like we've talked about, Taylor Roberts' house um, out there. Uh, Ricky Brabeck got the win out at the ranch for the West Coast Hair Scrambles, the Big Six Grand Prix that was out there. Timmy Wagan uh, in second and Jacob Argybright in third, but that was Jacob Argybright's championship. 
So with that, Husqvarna, their first year out there with an off-road team, um, really you know being back, if you will, um, with one championship there. And then they've got a chance with Andrew DeLong there at the National Enduros next weekend to wrap up that. But, you know, I mean, it, this is pretty cool stuff, wouldn't you say, to see Husky coming out and kind of kicking butt like they have been? Yeah, you know, that's that's cool for a company to come out and, and get, uh, I mean, they have one championship and, um, you know, most likely they're going to have two championships. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. You know, that's a, that's a good brand. I think that brand's really going to grow in the future and, um, we'll see how it goes in the next couple of years for that company, which, you know, I think it's going to go really, really well for them. And, you know, uh, Andrew's really proved that the, the Huskies are, are good bikes and, you know, they're not much different from a KTM. I think they pretty much are other than a few things. And, you know, that's a, that's a cool that, that, that them two brands came together and made uh, another impressive bike. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I think is interesting is how we're going to see that brand develop. Because obviously when they first came out, it was a KTM, you know, with, with some of the Husaberg specials, you know, kind of thrown in there. And that kind of that became yeah. the Husky. And then, but they say they're going to be making a lot of changes, and we'll see them specifically for 2016. Uh, it'll be just cool to see how it develops. One of the things that really surprised me and one of the things that we talked to Andrew DeLong about early in the year was the team. Now, the, we knew the bikes would be pretty good because it was a, it was a, essentially a KTM. KTMs were good bikes. Everybody was riding them. They were doing a good job. But the, the team organization, you know, you've helped put a team together. You know how hard it is to grow as a team. I think that's the part that really surprised me is how well – you know that they've they've actually started to get themselves together in their first year, um, and how organized they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Ani did a Ani did a good job putting that team together with uh, all the leaders and stuff. And you know, uh, Joey Maurer, their their head, uh, <clears throat> Andrew's head mechanic. You know, he's a he's a good dude, and I think he uh, definitely has what it takes to uh, be a good leader for that team. And you know, it's uh, it's cool that uh, they've actually came out and did what they did and. Um, winning championships right their first year you know you don't really see that in a brand that's uh come out you know there's been brands that try to step up and then they just kind of fizzled out but you know i think the, that that uh, husqvarna has a good backing behind them and i uh, definitely think they're going to grow in the future for sure yeah one of the super interesting developments from the past weekend at the ranch if you will in anza california is apparently the racers started not showing up like everybody did like a handful of laps and all of a sudden they realized oh, that the yeah. racetrack it got really quiet and that nobody was coming around. They were like, what's going on? So apparently some landowners um, started blocking the trail with ribbon and trucks and stuff like that. So stopping the racers as the race is in action. Apparently somebody within the organization had gotten the okay from like one of the families that owned the land, but another one of the families wasn't okay with it. And by the end of the afternoon, they were like, Hey, let's just cancel this shit. Cause we're tired of it or whatever. And they were like, I just seen that. They're yeah. Like how much That's would crazy. it cost? It would cost 20 grand for them yeah. to, they were like, we want 20 grand for you to continue the race. They were like, Nope. They turned around and like, let's reroute. So they just rerouted really quick. And I think under an hour, they just restarted the race in the new, you know, kind of in the in the in the in the what was it in the restarted the race in the staggered format that they were in, kind of when they had to finish the race or when they had to yeah. kind of red flag it. How nuts is that? Is has that ever? I mean, would you ever even think of that happening in the middle of the race? No, that's that's crazy. I just read about that a little bit ago, actually. Um, that's wild. I've never. I don't think I've ever been in a race and. Had that happen before, uh, but that's just wild. 
Funny story though, I did I did have a gun pointed to my head one time. What? <laughs> okay, continue the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it was uh probably you know I think 2007. A group of us were riding at a local moto track and uh, where they have woods there, and we were riding the woods and. Um, I guess this drunk guy thought we were on his property and had guns pointed at us, and uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, I think there was like a group of 10 of us, and, uh, you know, we popped up there over the hill and seen a dude uh, had guns pointed at us and stuff, and I think we all about uh, crapped ourselves. But, yeah, uh, time for some new shorts. Yeah, it was pretty wild. You know, there was some uh, words exchanged, and then uh, finally we got the guy talked down a little bit and was able to uh, get out of there and... Uh, End up finding out the dude was drunk and it wasn't even his property. We were on the right property, but, uh, you know, he had one too many beers. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a lot too many beers. That's a, that's an yeah. interesting, uh, interesting dynamic to take over, if you will. I don't yeah. know. Well, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen at the National Endurance Weekend. So we were kind of talking a little bit about Argybright and Husqvarna. So Andrew DeLong, who's done really well. Uh, this year, XC1 class, his first kind of chance racing there. Um, his best so far is a third in the XC1 class, which he got at uh, at Snowshoe. Do you think he's got more in the tank? Like, if he were to win this National Enduro title, it sounded like he kind of made some safety decisions this past weekend. Um, yeah. it, when he was in third and kind of worked, you know, kind of fell back on purpose to stay safe, if you will. Um, for the National Enduro, do you think that we would see him back on the podium with the, at some of the other GNCCs this year? Um, you know, I think he's definitely got the National Enduro Championship in his mind right now. You know, a championship, a championship, then you know, National Enduros are are pretty big series, and you know, they're uh, very well known. And to get a championship in it, I, I think that'd be pretty cool. And I you know I think he was definitely thinking that this past weekend, and you know, he did have a pretty pretty bad wreck and i think that after that he kind of settled down a little bit and you know if i was him i would have done the same thing and looking at the bigger picture to, of getting husqvarna their uh first championship in national enduros and you know i think once that's uh once that settled settles down and, and he if he does you know i think he'll bounce back at somerset you know he rides the rocks uh really well and you know that's what he grew up riding and stuff so i definitely think he could be a top contender at somerset yeah, if and when he, he wraps the championship up this weekend at the National Enduro. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Um, let's see. It's the Mud Daubers. That's Indiana, right? Mud Daubers, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Have you ridden that one before? We haven't seen you at the National Enduros this year. You though you did them last year. Was that kind of a decision off a of budget? Yeah, just kind of off budget a little bit. Um, really didn't have the budget to to travel to all of them so we just kind of concentrated on local stuff and uh like a little local national hair scramble i did and stuff um but i had i have done indiana and it's probably one of the sickest dirts i've ever rode there i mean it's pretty fun and um i think the first year i rode it i got third overall there and um it was good you know that place is pretty fun so i think you'll definitely see some good racing and then uh, you know i think uh you might see grant get another overall uh, he's been riding good, and uh, I think he's got good momentum coming off of, uh, you know, the TKO and the, the last National Enduro win, and then that awesome ride he put in at Unadilla. So I think uh, the momentum's definitely in his hand, but, uh, you know, I think uh, what's Andrew got to get, like, fifth or better? Uh, He actually, I think he only has to get 12th or better. 
Twelfth like, or better? Like okay. Cool so, for yeah. see, look, he has to finish in the top twelfth to get the championship. Top twelve. Okay. So I mean that's yes, yeah, so. it's 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 kind of like he really just has to go out and ride a handful of a decent race. Um, yeah. To to get it now, I don't think he'll go out there and do that. I think he's going to go out there and and pin it to win it. But uh, and that's pretty cool that he's got that good of a gap over Jesse Grant. Yeah. So yeah, that's good for Andrew. You know, Andrew, uh, he's he's a hard worker and stuff. And it, um, you know, we went to uh, six days together in Germany on the the trophy or the junior trophy team. And you know, I didn't really know Andrew really that well. We became uh, pretty good friends over there. And you know, it's cool for him to uh, be able to win that championship. And uh, I'm pumped for him. Heck yeah, man. Well, cool. Well, Thad, we really appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us. I'm really sorry that uh, things kind of went south and we had to kind of like <laughs> put things on hold, if you will. Uh, but again, I really appreciate you uh, being courteous enough to, to hang around while we got it sorted on our end. So, uh, what, no, no so dude, any any thoughts about 2015? Does that stuff start for you guys yet? <laughs> I already told you off camera. I know. But this is on camera, uh, so you got to say something for the people that you can say it to. Uh, you know, I did get a call today, so hopefully uh, maybe this will pan out. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of playing it by ear right now. Uh, hopefully uh, everything turns out good. You know, I feel like um, I've worked really hard this summer, and I'm ready to prove it the last uh, couple races and show people that, uh, you know, I, I'm – I'm ready to win races and win championships and stuff. So uh, hopefully be able to put in some good rides and get some more phone calls and uh, have a good ride for next year. Awesome, dude. Well, cool. Well, we hope you get a good ride as well. You know, you've had you've had great success kind of helping build up this Honda team that you've, you've had going for so many years now. Um, and hopefully either that keeps going, you find something different, but whatever it is, hopefully you get the support that you're looking for to make sure that you feel like you have the bike underneath you that you need to ride to a championship i think that's kind of yeah they got to have that whole package and so however that shapes up for you we hope you, you, you keep working towards it and get it i appreciate it man so uh if anything uh like i said i have the worst luck so being on the show having difficulties nothing new to me so don't worry <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what happens when you get bad fat on the show he just fucks yeah, the internet up man screwing it up i dig it man well thank you very much for do, do you have a website or any fun uh fun tidbits where people can find you or follow you yeah just uh you know i got both instagram and twitter just uh at thaddy 989 and then i got a facebook just that Duvall. so uh make sure you follow me on twitter and instagram you know i upload uh a lot of stuff and uh keep up with my life and uh it's fun you know i'm trying to try to live the, the dream so uh here we go Dig it, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, and we will talk with you soon. Good luck in two weeks, my man, at the car, mate, non-gusher. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Don't get gushed. <laughs> Later, dude. Later. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, we didn't get a chance to hear from our buddy Scotty, and just because of the fact that this show is live, that's just what's happening, man. So we're going to see if we can catch up with them a little bit later this week, maybe put a piece together for you guys and put it out there on the Internet. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We didn't get a big chance to sh give shout-outs to our sponsors, but I really need to make sure these people um, get get good presence here and get a chance to be mentioned in front of you guys because they are not just fantastic partners and sponsors of Seed Times but of our sport. And that is 
there's a reason why you should support them. If you're looking for gear, flyracing.com, you want to go see what they have to offer. Their 2015 line looks amazing. I can only imagine how good it feels. I have not had a chance to get my hands on any of it yet. But what you want to do is you want to go there, check it out, and then go to your dealer, and you want to buy it. Check it out. Um, and that that's the way that you support C-Time um, and support Fly Racing for supporting C-Time. We would have loved that. Stillwell Performance, stillwellperformance.com. So you go there, check them out. They are going to make your suspension the best it can be for the ride that you want to have. So you're on a dirt bike, you're on a KTM, you're on a 4CS, you're on a Beta, you're on whatever bike you're on. There's a good chance that your suspension is not the best that it could be for you to have the best ride that, you're, that you want to have. Go check out the guys at Stillwell Performance. All I ask, go to their website, either email them or get their phone number and give them a call and just tell them, hey, I was listening to Seat Time. They said, said, they said that I should chat with you about my suspension. Yes, you should. And they're going to tell you why they can give you the best ride for your bike with the suspension that you have. Care for with their Arrive and Ride program. For those of you who do not know, you can rent a bike. And they had a big sign this past weekend, we rent bikes. It was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So with that, you know, it's like, oh, we can rid a bike. Or what's even better is you can go to these events and you can race an entire GNCC series or entire National Enduro series right there, right there with this program. They'll get your bike at the beginning of the year. They will prep it. They will get your gear clean for you, make sure that everything's fixed and ready to go. This is the best way to do it. I personally will be all up over the ringing the bike option. Um, it looks like that the Denver Enduro Cross live broadcast is not going to happen. And so I'm going to see, like, well, does that mean that Indiana Ironman is not going to happen um, during that weekend? Because if that's the case, then I would love to go rent a KR4 uh, 300 again and uh, take on Ironman and see if I can get my hands to at least last the entire race this time. If I just did a 1,000 miles in Baja, I should be able to finish the GNCC. Gosh darn it. So... Those are our fantastic sponsors. We love the fact that they support the show. Um, it looks like Scotty may be coming on, may not be coming on. Is he online? Is he not online? Is he online? Is he not online? Steven, Steven, Steven. I think he's typing. I should talk about something. I don't, I don't really know. I'm kind of at that point. Like I was saying, stand up and getting, oh. So, yeah, okay, so we were getting stuff in the chat room about stand-up, and I'm like, stand-up? I was like, do people want to see my pants? I was like, what's the deal? It's like, you guys know I don't wear pants on seat time, so I I, I don't know. Stand-up in the fact of, like, don't get ass-chapped, so stand-up more. I get it now. I get it. I get it, yeah. Mm, that's what Kirk Caselli told me, too. One day I was, like, taking pictures of my... Uh, I think it was I had some chamois butter that I was packing. Oh, it was Big Sky Cross Country last year, and I had took a picture of my chamois butter, and it was this big tub, and I was like, I'm so ready to go. And he was like, dude, you don't need that. Just stand up. I was like, oh, that's pathetic advice that he did that to me. So it's just the way it happens. So for you guys who don't know, the reason why we're trying to get Scotty Broman on, the Baja Rally starts in two weeks, um, and this is going to be one hell of an adventure. They did it last year. Things went really good. Um, it was a lot of fun for all these people. I'm going to be racing it and I'm trying not to get my ass kicked in it. And Steven right now, I'm just like talking for no other reason. So let's kill it. We're going to make shit happen later in this week and we'll get, uh, sure that we get all the information from Scotty to give you guys the show. So this has been seat time episode 141. It's been an awesome time having Thad Duvall on. Thank you for sitting through all of the issues that we had. And of course, we'll see you next week. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Peace.